Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday, December the 1st, 2021. What? Does that sound weird? happening? It's already (laughs) December. I mean, Christmas just a number of weeks away. Hopefully you've started shopping. We did... uh, some ideas shopping with Kai, you know, because of course now he wants another animal. So, <laughs> um, and many of you took a bet on if he was going to get the animal before Christmas. So, we'll uh-huh. tackle that as we go throughout the show this morning. Plus, we have our very special guest, the head coach of the men's basketball team at Arkansas State, the Red Wolves head coach, Coach Mike Bellato. Hey, it's me. I'm coming on the show today. <laughs> so, uh, he's going to be coming up later on this morning. Plus, we have Dr. Shane Spites the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. Now, the thing about this is, that's going to be so interesting, is, uh, you know, this whole Omicron variant and I mean, people are starting to freak out about it because mm-hmm. it's in other parts of the world. And is it going to come to the U.S.? Are we going to have the spike around the holidays and all the stuff mm-hmm. on booster shots? So we're going to try to dive into that and see if it's really a threat because numbers did go up in Arkansas quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it was, though. And it could have just been the holiday stuff. Mm-hmm. So. We'll talk to Shane Spites right around 7.05 this morning about that stuff. Uh, today, on December 1st, is National Eat a Red Apple Day. Hmm. It's also National Pie Day. Like the real pie, not the 3. Point, oh, okay. What is it? 3.16? Okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's not 3.14. Oh, is it 3.14? I think it's. Eh, yeah. That too. Uh, also, National <laughs> Christmas Lights Day today. And I think they're even lighting the tree tonight on television, uh, the Christmas and Rockefeller oh, Center. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. Uh, the top streaming songs on Apple Music of the year 2021. Mm-hmm. Want to run through the top three? That'll be fun. In at number three, Ariana Grande. In at number two, Olivia Rodrigo. This is all from Apple Music. And the number one most streamed song over the last year for Apple Music is BTS. I was watching BTS dance videos and trying to dance along with them. Aww. They're really good. Yeah. And it's so crazy because to me, I think back, oh, that's NSYNC, that's Backstreet. Right. Oh, that's New Kids on the Block mm-hmm. before that. And I'm sure there were, you know, different artists mm-hmm. who did that even before them. But for Kai, it's so revolutionary to see right. these, these acts that dance like that. So anyway, BTS and Dynamite, the most streamed song over the last year on Apple Music. Brandon Baxter in the morning. This really random thing where Kelly wore a shirt today. That I actually was about to wear too. That is weird. And we do that, oddly enough, we do that fairly often. I know. Like if we have station stuff, mm-hmm. like for whatever reason, hey, it's just this day. It's a mindset. Thing. I think so. Like hey, I'm down a little bit today, a little bit tired today. I'm just going to throw on something comfy, like station clothes. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I tried though. You did? <laughs> that is so Rude. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1992 and Alabama had the number one song in country music on this day. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I 
Russian, Russian to life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Here you go, y'all, some Alabama. Don't know why. I have to drive so fast, my car has nothing to prove. It's not you, but, but it'll do zero to 60 and 5.2. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. 29 years ago today. Can't be late. I leave in plenty of time shaking hands with the clock. I can't stop. Oh, no. I'm on a roll and I'm ready to rock. Oh, I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die. But I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Here we go. Let's do some more here. I better pick up my pace Cause it's a it's race It's a race and there ain't no room for someone in second place My buddy Randy Owen and the guys in Alabama Number one in 1992 29 years ago today I'm in a hurry Was sitting at the top of the charts I'm in a hurry to get things done Oh yeah I rush and rush until life's no fun All I really gotta do is live and die But I'm in a hurry and don't know why I'm in a hurry to get things done Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun All I really gotta do is live and die But I'm in a hurry and don't know why I'm in a hurry to get things done They're playing Arkansas It's Alabama. I'm in a hurry. Number one on this day in 1992. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. It is December the 1st of 2021. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. All right, gotcha gossip this morning on the facts of life. Yeah. Oh, yeah! You take a look, you take a back, you take a both, and there you have the facts of life. The, the facts, facts of life. life. There's a time you got to go and show you the facts of life. The facts of life. Where the world never sees. You believe in up to your dreams. But suddenly you find out. The facts of life are all about you. All about you. You. All about you. It takes a lot to get on right. Kelly. And you're learning the facts of life. Learning the facts of life. 
Yes, I watched that as a kid. And coming up on Sunday on ABC, they're doing live in front of a studio audience where they go back and they redo a couple of classic shows. They take the real scripts and they have current actors redo those scripts, right? They've done this for the last couple of holiday seasons. And I think it started off with the Jeffersons and All in the Family, Mm -hmm. right? So coming up on Sunday, they're going to do the facts of life. And it's been announced who's in the cast. Jennifer Aniston is going (laughs) to play Blair. That's awesome. Which is classic casting. I think that's fun. Gabrielle Union is going to play Tootie. Uh, Catherine Hahn's going to play Joe and then Allison Tolman's going to be, uh, Natalie Garrett. So Natalie green, actually, it's gonna be fun though, to watch that and see how that goes on Sunday. So that will be fun. After that, they're also going to be doing different strokes. No way. Yeah. Kevin Hart's going to be Arnold Jackson (laughs) and Damon Wayans is going to be Willis. (laughs) What you talking about Willis? I think that sounds fun. Go back. See if you have a good memory on the facts of life. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. So. Blair's last name on the facts oh, of life. There's no way. It was Blair. No, I, I won't know. Blair with a W. Which? Blair Witch. Is it Blair Witch? Welch. Blair Welch. Welch. No, actually, her name was uh, Lisa Welchel, so that's kind of oh. close. It was Blair Warner. What about Joe? I've said Joe's name. Joe. Petakowski. No, that's kind of close. <laughs> Not really. What name is that? Where I, did you get that? I just made it up. It was Joe Polnicek. Remember? Oh, yeah. She so, was like a biker girl. Yeah, she was tough. She wore like a leather jacket. I had the crush on her. Now, today I'd probably have the crush on Blair. Hmm. But Jennifer Aniston returns to your TV coming up on Sunday, live in front of a studio audience. And I think if we did the facts of life, I mean, we almost have to at least listen to a second of different strokes, right? Uh, yeah. Because I'm excited about that, too. The world don't so, do you remember that uh, Janet Jackson showed up on uh, Different Strokes? She did, yeah. One of her first acting gigs. Mm-hmm. So anyway, live in front of a studio audience happens on Sunday on ABC. Gotcha Gossip today on Adele. So Adele is headed to Vegas. So she announced on Twitter that she's going to be starting a residency in 2022 called Weekends with Adele. So she's going to be performing on Saturdays and Sundays. The show's going to run from January to April. It's going to be held at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace. So, of course, she just released her new album, 30. So I'm going to say that the concerts may be a little intense given the emotional content that comes from that album uh but the venue is a smaller venue so about four thousand seats so imagine being at a venue with her belting out all of her albums but pre-sale begins tuesday december 7th at 10 a.m all right gotcha gossip today on motley crew got the old school gossip today what is this 88 a Motley Crue just sold their entire music catalog for $150 million. Whoa. They sold it to BMG. Now, the cool thing about this is, and I didn't realize this, back uh, back in the early 2000s, Motley Crue bought their music. They wanted the rights to their music, and they wanted to be able to do books and movies and stuff like that. Uh, and they wanted to be able to have you know full rights to all the stuff that they had. So they paid their record label back somewhere between 10 and $12 million. They rolled the dice to see if they could maybe cash in at some point down the road. And that was a huge risk, a huge gamble, but it paid off because now Motley Crue has sold their entire music catalog 
to BMG for $150 million, which is crazy, which probably means we'll be hearing a lot more Motley Crue as we go forward. Let's kickstart my heart. See if you remember this one. And of course, the good doctor. All right. He's gonna be your Frankenstein. Where is Shane's boy? Where is Shane's boy? Where is Shane's boy? Where is Shane's boy? Can I take that back? Yeah, no. <laughs> take that out of the podcast, please. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the holidays, again, we mentioned we're in December. We're like 24 days from Christmas, which is like, what? Mm. Isn't that wild? Uh, they were talking to people about what they plan on doing with holiday activities because some people, and I even think, you know, maybe the CDC is going to come out and tell us to be careful again as we get toward the holidays. But uh, three out of four Americans, 75% basically, say they're going to enjoy one big meal with family and friends. Hmm. I think that was a lot less last year. Yeah. A lot of people didn't mm-hmm. do stuff. I don't think we did anything for Christmas. I don't, I don't, gosh. I, don't I really think we stayed home. We didn't have any yeah. big, I don't think family came mm-hmm. in or anything. Uh, 65% will exchange gifts, which I would think almost everybody would do that. Only 53% will decorate, which really? I thought was kind of wild. Hmm. My house has been decorated since when? Um, I think it was July 4th uh, Labor Day. <laughs> no, it looks really good. Yeah, it does. I walk in and every every day it's different, like a new Christmas display. I almost think I could charge admission into my house and let people just walk through it. Just like a like a, a winter wonderland. Yes. Yeah, basically something mm-hmm. like that. It kind of feels like that. Yeah. We took photos on Thanksgiving in front of my, in front of my Christmas tree and my decorations. We could just use all of those photos again and tell everyone Merry Christmas. Yeah. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get Santa to come and sit in my house. <laughs> Um, with all the stuff that we've yeah. done. And all of a sudden, stuff just shows up. I'm like, where did this come from? Hmm. Oh, it was a gift. Yeah, right. It was a gift from Amazon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't dumb. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Holiday season's here. We're like three weeks from Christmas, right-ish. A little more than three weeks. So uh, I told you on the show yesterday that Kai wanted uh, to go look at exotic pets. And this happened the day before. Um, I guess it happened on Monday. I'm not sure why my wife and him decided that was a good idea because basically it's like taking me out and saying, hey, here's new sports cars. Here's a new truck. Mm-hmm. When you take somebody to something like that, they're going to want them. Like taking a girl to a clothing store and saying you can't buy anything, oh, you no. know, or shoes or purses or something yeah. like that. So if Kai sees animals, he's going to fall in love with animals. He's a, yeah. He loves them. So uh, they went out Monday and, of course, they had this idea they wanted to get sugar gliders. Yeah. So when I mentioned this on the show, uh, you said that you really believed that I would probably have sugar gliders by the end of the day, mm-hmm. not as a Christmas gift, as just a December gift. Yes, because typically, if you guys have been listening to the show for a number of years, um, there's a pattern. And sometimes before his birthday or Christmas, 
uh, you like to go look for what he would want for his birthday or Christmas, but then you then you end up buying that day what he wants for his birthday or Christmas, and then you're faced with what do we get him for Christmas? Did, yeah, did I just you, yeah? Did I make that? Was that right? When you say it, it makes me sound really stupid. <laughs> oh, when I say it, <laughs> when you say it, it makes me sound really really stupid. <laughs> So we go out and we're looking at these things and they're adorable. Like I knew they were because I saw the pictures of Kai holding them and uh, they were taking them out of the cages and you, know, you put them on your hand and they kind of just look mm. at you for a second. They have little crazy looking hands and they kind of grip your knuckles and stuff like that. They have these really big eyes. Like they're really cute. They look like um, miniature squirrels. Like if you, if Honey, I Shrunk the Kids shrunk some squirrels. Aww. You could get three and name them Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. And that would be, that'd be really cute because you're supposed to buy them in multiples. So they have somebody to hang out with. And they're they, social, yeah. And they would all kind of cuddle together, like, you know, Aww. just like they roll up into balls and lay together and stuff like that in little backpack looking things. Like, it's, they're really cute. The issue was uh, what we found out about them, what we were told was that they're more nocturnal. Mm-hmm. So we were there in the middle of the day when the animals were trying to sleep. But I was telling my wife I wasn't going to buy an animal without the experience of of, of um, how handling the animal. I was going to say toying with the animal. That wouldn't have been the right thing. Without harassing the animal. So basically that's what we did. We harassed the animals and woke them up. Imagine if about, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning, somebody stood in there and started picking you up from your bed and carrying you around and, and stuff like that. You'd be fired uh, yeah. up, right? Mm-hmm. So these sugar gliders weren't real happy that we were trying to mess with them. And um, I noticed when the guy who was helping us reached in, the sugar glider started this hissing sound. They hiss? And I'm like, what is happening? And they do that again. And I'm thinking, well, that's kind of kind of crazy. I'm not sure that they're real happy about this. So it ends up where he gets one of them out and puts them on Leslie. And Leslie's like, look how cute it is. You know, she goes into the whole the whole deal. And then all of a sudden this thing shoots up her arm and was behind her head. And, you know, it's little, so you don't know how to really handle it because if you grab it too hard, you're afraid you're going to hurt this little thing. And it's crawling on the other shoulder, and then it crawls across her oh, chest. Oh, my goodness. And then it jumps because these, again, are uh, sugar gliders where they can kind of jump and fly. They almost like have little parachute things. And it jumps off of her. And she's afraid this sucker's about to splat the floor, and we're going to have to buy it, and it's not going to be alive anymore. But somehow it it jumps off and lands on the cage. It starts crawling up the cage. You know what it did? What? It glided. It glided. So it glides over, it jumps on the cage, and this thing's crawling up there like Spider-Man. And she's trying to grab it, and she misses it a couple times, and she finally gets it. And it's kind of in her grasp. And as she goes to bring it back to the guy there, I guess this sucker was fired up, Uh, turned around, and went, and bit her right on the hand. uh, uh. And she, it freaked her out, and she said it hurt. But she didn't want to tell us how bad it hurt her or scared her Mm -hmm. in front of the people, because... I mean, they get bit by stuff all the time because they handle animals. Right. For her, she's not used to being bit. So when she got bit, she kind of freaked out. And long story short, there are no new animals at our house right now because of said confrontation with said sugar glider. So for the people that really thought you were going to get something, um, if the sugar glider, the flying squirrel, had not bit your wife, yeah, do you think you would have come home with sugar gliders? Yeah, two. And a cage. 100%. And if they were up in the middle of the day and not necessarily nocturnal, yeah. because that kind of threw me off a little bit too. Like they're really adorable. If I could figure out a way to get them to where we could like use them to where we could yeah. have them out in the daytime, they're awesome. Here's the thing. Just change Kai's uh, sleeping arrangements. Yes. Have Kai uh, stay up at night and yeah. just sleep during the day. That's a good idea. It's almost what you and I do anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who thought I was getting one and bringing one home, I need an apology. Oh. <laughs> Apologies by 10 o'clock this morning on BBITM. <laughs> 
I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. Well, hopefully this guy's next car is a Tesla because it sounds like he could use those self-driving features. 25-year-old guy in, in Chicago named Jordan got arrested. And in his mugshot, he's got some crazy green hair and he also has a face tattoo. And it's a, a Tesla logo. Really? So, and now not the band, the actual, no, yeah. yeah. So he's no. got a Tesla logo tattooed under his left eye. So apparently he's a fan, but he doesn't actually own one. He got arrested after he decided to drive drunk and flipped his 30-year-old minivan, <laughs> a 1992 GMC Safari with maroon paint. No other cars were involved, and luckily he's okay, but he's facing multiple charges. In addition to the DUI, he also didn't have insurance. The minivan wasn't registered, and when he was driving on, and he was also driving on a suspended license from a previous DUI. So Jordan is going to court later this month. Wow, that's crazy. Speaking of driving a luxury vehicle, how do you know that someone owns and drives a Tesla? Um, God, I have no idea. They're going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> Well, and there's even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. <clears throat> and Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It is Wednesday, December the 1st of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Chelsea Preston of Jonesboro, who celebrates her birthday today. Happy birthday, Chelsea. Mama-to-be as well. So It's exciting family news right around the corner for that. So, happy birthday, Chelsea. Hope you have a good day today. Uh, Also celebrating today, Teresa Borden of Etowah. Happy birthday and love from your golden child, Kristen. <laughs> nice. Happy birthday, Teresa. Uh, Jaylee Haynes of Manila, Sweet 16 today. We have Allison Stickler, 21 years old today. Allison Stickler, the child of Stanley Stickler. So sorry, Allison. From DNW. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Allison celebrates her birthday today. Happy birthday. Candace Moore of Jonesboro, Larry Johnson of Paragool, Dan Harbor of El Dorado, Tasha Russell of Jonesboro, Shelly Anderson of Paragould. We have Aaron Rogers Odom of Jonesboro, Tyranny Gathright turning 18 from Jonesboro, Felicia Wren from Wynn, and Mark Evans of Little Rock celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this, we say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Robert Irwin is 18 today, TV host and son of the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. Yeah, he's on TV just like uh, the whole family is, yeah. which kind of neat. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz is 33. That's Hulu's. She's on Hulu's High Fidelity. She's also set to play Catwoman in The Batman, and also Zoe's dad, Lenny Kravitz. Come on now. Oh, I want to get away. I yeah, but don't forget, it's yeah. not just Lenny Kravitz. She's also the child of Lisa Bonet from The Cosby Show. I know, and she's also dating Channing Tatum. I'll throw that in there. Oh, she's kind of busy right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Zoe Kravitz, 33 today. Happy birthday today to Tyler Joseph, who is 33 from 21 Pilots. Oh, oh, oh I'm born, so I'm taking my time on my ride. Oh, 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 Tyler I'm Joseph, born, 21 Pilots, so 33. 
Deshaun Jackson is 35, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver. Brad Delson is 44 from Lincoln Park. What it meant to me will eventually be a memory of a time I tried so hard and got so far. In the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to Brad Delson, Lincoln Park's guitarist, 44. Happy birthday to Sarah Silverman, who is 51, comedian. And happy birthday today to Bette Midler. Oh, yeah. Who is 76. All right. <laughs> Did you ever know that Do you know what this movie is? Meet the Fockers? <laughs> Good try. No, not that one? No. Hocus Pocus? Good try. No? It might have appeared to go unnoticed. I love Bette Midler. But I've got it all here in my mind. Is it true this is your song to your wife? This is one of my songs. It is. I want you to know I know the truth. Bette that from Arkansas State. No. no, I did. It's not the same. Bet. Bet you're my hero. You're everything I wish I could be. Appreciate this. I can let Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Bet Midler, who turns 76 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Do you like cookies? I love cookies. Do you like Pillsbury cookies? I love Pillsbury. <laughs> Thank you, Doughboy. <laughs> You're Appreciate welcome. Uh, let me say it again. Pillsbury. <laughs> cookies. <laughs> so there's a new sugar cookie dough, which uh, you might think sounds good. Let me give you a heads up on it. It's called the Candy Cane Flavored Sugar cookie dough. Okay. Which to me sounds better than the standard sugar cookie. Almost like a, okay, a minty sugar cookie. Okay. Yeah. What do you mm. think? I, I'll try it. But like peppermint. You didn't put peppermint. You see people doing all the different peppermint mochas and peppermint creamer in their coffee. Oh, you could put one of those Hershey kisses on the top of it after Ooh. they come out of the oven. Ooh, that mm-hmm. sounds good. See, to me, like who chooses a sugar cookie? Like if out of all the cookies out there, like the only thing worse than that would be like a raisin cookie. A raisin cookie. I want an oatmeal raisin. Who chooses the oatmeal <laughs> raisin? Literally, who is that person? You have the option of like chocolate chip, peanut butter, macadamia nut, or oatmeal raisin. I mean, won't you just bring me a Fig Newton while you're at it? <laughs> hey, I like those. I like those as a kid too. I tried to buy those for Kai. Something about Kai eating those cookies with like just jelly in the inside. He didn't really feel it. Yeah. That's maybe a former generation. But get ready. Pillsbury has the new candy cane flavored sugar cookie dough out now. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, here we go. Welcome to Wednesday. It's December the 1st. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. (laughs) Well, 
She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Luke Combs. They got Whiskey River on the jukebox, a honky-tonk song. So Luke Combs has been red hot for a couple of years now. We've seen basically the rocket strapped to his back, and he's just taken off around the country, right? So Luke has decided this year he was going to put out a couple of stadium shows and see how those stadium shows did. And, well, the answer is they're going to do really, really good. Uh, he has a show in Denver at the Empower Field at Mile High and a, a stadium show in Atlanta at the beautiful Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Those two, show, those two shows together sold 115,000 tickets in the very first day. So a big-time deal for Luke Combs, who's set to hit the stadiums in 2022. We have country music news today on the Zach Brown Band. We're all in the same boat. Fishing in the same hole. All right, so there's going to be a lot of football matchups this weekend, but I think the one that everybody's going to be watching is the little game uh, with the number four ranked Alabama Crimson Tide and the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs game. You're going to be watching that game? Uh, the SEC Championship, yes. I'm looking forward to that game. Right. Well, everybody seems to watch. I know everybody I know watches College Game Day. Yeah. Well, they announced uh, that the Zach Brown Band is going to get to perform during that time uh, before the game. So yeah, that's awesome. going to be really cool. And they're going to be performing one of their songs on their new album. So if you're watching that, you're going to get to see Zach Brown Band perform. College Game Day. I watch it every week. Like, I get up, I get excited about mm-hmm. it. All right, country music news today on Morgan Wallen. Yeah, but now I'm dodging potholes in my sunburn Silverado. Like it's been a crazy year for Morgan Wallen, right? A lot of people thought he was going to be done, canceled for good and all that. Well, we look at the end of the year and album sales, and it looks like Dangerous, the double album, is going to be the best-selling album of the year. In all wow. genres, beating everything else, which is pretty crazy. That includes Adele, that includes Taylor Swift. Gosh. All the stuff that's come out so far in 2021. According to what we see so far, uh, Dangerous, the double album by Morgan Wallen, has sold 3.2 million units, which is ridiculous. The closest thing to that was Olivia Rodrigo's Sour, which did 2.75 million. Uh, and this is the, the, I mean, the last time a country album sold this many copies was back in 2009 with Taylor Swift. Gosh. So how big is Morgan Wallen? Real big. Big enough that he'll probably have the top album in the world of music. And not, in, and not just in the country genre, but in the world of music for 2021. Congratulations, Morgan Wallen. Oh, that's what I do when I'm drinking by you. What do you say? So, I don't want to go downtown. Do what we used to. Twist the top of another round. Hell, I got enough loose screws. I'm getting tired of hurting about you. Nothing ever changes. So, Morgan Wallen, don't forget, he's playing South Haven, the Lander Center, coming up on the 10th, 11th, and 12th. You can find out more at Ticketmaster.com. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the Dean of the NYIT (laughs) College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Please welcome back to the show. Dr. Feelgood himself, Dr. Shane Spites. <laughs> good, good morning, guys. How's everything going? Well, I, I know you probably are just now kind of uh, getting up and getting moving, but I have already been talking about you this morning because 
We had a story this morning on Motley Crue. They sold their entire music catalog for $150 million. Wow, I had not heard that. Yeah, I was kind of a I'm kind of a crew fan, so can I can I play something for you? I I, I kind of got into the mm-hmm. song Doctor Feelgood because oh. I kind of think of you whenever I play it, and I know that sounds weird. Yeah, uh, he's he's already strange, uh, but, he's already he's yeah. he's sung about you this morning. Sang about you? Oh, uh, whatever. Yeah, I never had that happen. That's interesting. Well, okay. and here's a great thing: this isn't just like somebody randomly in some karaoke uh, karaoke bar singing about you. This is somebody live on the radio. Yeah. You can't you can't get any better than that. All right, here we go. I'm gonna let you hear it, okay? And you tell me how impressed you are, especially by the final note. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here again. It's all based on Motley Crue. Where is Shane's boy? Where is Shane's boy? Where is Shane's boy? Where is Shane's boy? Wow! Uh-huh. Yeah, is that impressive? That, that was that was very impressive. Like, and you, you're right. That last note. I mean, I thought you're going to strain something. That, yeah. that was impressive. <laughs> Kelly said somehow you were kind of close to the note. I said, but it still sounds terrible. <laughs> no, that's impressive. Wow. That's impressive. That's what that's I a, no, Molly Cruz got some great songs. Yeah, Star by Heart's one of my favorites. That's a great one. You can put that song million, on your phone and just every every day you're walking into work, just sing it. I need to. I need. Yeah. Can you? Did y'all record that? Can you send that? To uh, me? I'll send it to you. Actually, I'll send it to the entire team at the clinic because here's what we could do: every time they're paging you as opposed to <laughs> paging Doctor Shane Spites, they just play Where is Shane Spites. Ah, it's my new ringtone oh, for sure. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's good stuff. Man. Hey, so um, we wanted to have you on today because, and again, we've talked about this for a couple of weeks. We've wanted this whole COVID thing to be over, and um, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. We're seeing what we're seeing. We're we're reading these stories. I'm frustrated by the idea that there's another variant, and uh, the fear is, what if it happens and comes over here? Because we have seen numbers increase. Like, what's the current landscape in Arkansas as far as what we're seeing with COVID? Okay, so let's just talk about in COVID in general. Which right now. Still, like 99.9% of the cases are the Delta variant. And that's true in most countries. So we'll continue to see that, I think, through the fall and the winter. We saw an increase, again, no surprise, we saw an increase really about 10 days, 10 to 14 days after after Halloween, really, Mm -hmm. is where we saw that. And so that's no surprise. People got together, you had, you know, at Halloween parties. And so we saw that increase. It spiked up. And then it started coming back down. And now we've kind of seen another increase. These are all associated with people getting together over holidays. And so Thanksgiving, we can expect to see one. We can expect to see again over Christmas and over New Year's. Don't be surprised by that. Now, the big thing is it's not anywhere near where it was this time last year. Mm-hmm. We were seeing thousands of cases. You know, averaging last this time last year, we averaged 1,500 cases a day. Okay. Now we're averaging about 500. So that's about a third, you know, really where we were this time last year. So, we, I mean, we're much better at uh, managing it. The vaccines have done a huge thing in terms of impacting the spread. But right now in Arkansas, yes, we're going to see some bumps. It's not near where it was this time last year. I think everybody's question now, though, if you want me to go into this, is that it's this new Omicron variant that really just cropped up probably in the last five days. Yeah, so, we, so we've talked about variants in the past, right? And you've said, okay, this one might not come to the U.S. and it's probably going to be isolated. Yeah. And based on population and square miles and all the different stuff, like the UK would see stuff that maybe we wouldn't see. Why is this one all of a sudden the one that people are trying to say, oh my gosh, this might be coming to the US? And so that's a great question. That's what everybody's asking. And let me explain to you what's going on. 
first of all, we've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of variants, and we're tracking all these different variants all over the world. So why in the world is this one all of a sudden important? Well, what it was was on paper, I'm going to say that in, in, in quotes, on paper, this one doesn't look to be really good at all. And what I mean by that is we look at the number of mutations it has, so the number of changes that it has in terms of its ability to infect us. This one has a whole lot. Like normally you get like a few mutations, five, ten mutations on what's called the spike protein, which is the way it infects us. This one's got 32 mutations. Oh, gosh. That's a big deal. Yeah, so now all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, if it's mutated that much, does your immune system even recognize it? Mm -hmm. Whether you got the vaccine or whether you got infected by COVID, is it almost like getting infected with a whole new strain again? That's the concern. Now, let me me emphasize this. That's a concern on paper. That doesn't always pan out in real life. That's not always the, the real life result. And as a matter of fact, just, just last night or just yesterday evening, we got data from Israel. They've had some cases there, and the cases they've seen there were in vaccinated people, and it was very mild symptoms. Okay, so good. it looks like the vaccines do offer more protection. Now, specifically what Israel, what the data is from Israel saying, if you were vaccinated in the last six months, if you were fully vaccinated in the last six months, or you got the booster vaccine, then you were pretty well protected from this Omicron variant. Okay. I'm, I'm going to caution people. That's very early data, like literally just got that late yesterday evening. Um, it's very preliminary. We're still learning a lot. And it's still, we probably won't know the true story for another week or two. But right now, I mean, things look okay, to be honest with you. So we got vaccinated as soon as it was available to media. And I can't remember exactly what day that was or what month that was. But we're probably coming up on, on six months of being vaccinated. Would you think somebody, you know, I'm 44, relatively healthy. Do you think I need the, the booster? Yeah, I do. Um, the more, more and more we're looking at that. I'm still not convinced about the, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old on the booster, but certainly really anyone 30 and older um, at this point, you know, 35 and older, I think you do need the booster. Um, it, it's a big deal, um, not only for, you know, what we're seeing with this Omicron, but I would say that even as we see an uptick in cases, through the fall and the winter, which is what we're seeing. And so we know the boosters help. We know that it obviously boosts your immune system and helps you um, really not get sick or get as sick if you, if you get infected. So I think, the, I think the boosters do make a big difference, and certainly for those, uh, like I said, 30, 35 and older, for sure. Um, so I go out in public a lot. You know, we do a lot of different things, and it just seems so different than it did one year ago. It seems so different right now than it did six months ago. It seems like as I look around, the majority of people have have kind of let their guard down and are just living these comfortable lives out in public. So so to me, it's like, I don't know. It just seems like why have the numbers not come up with that? Because it does seem like, you know, there's there's less masks in public. There's more gatherings, there's concerts, there's events uh, and numbers aren't where they were a year ago. Well, they have started to come up. It's just not as like you said, high as it was a year ago. Remember a year ago. We were we had no vaccines, okay, yeah. so nobody was vaccinated a year ago. Um, you know, we were still working on good treatments and things like that, and so we really didn't have. You know, now in Arkansas, for the most part, you got about sixty percent of the population vaccinated. You know, it's less than that here in Northeast Arkansas. About half our population is vaccinated. That's still really good. Those are still people that you know are only going to get mild symptoms or not pass it on to somebody else. When you look at the state of Arkansas, though, Northeast Arkansas seems to have right now anyway you know, more cases than most places in the state. Hmm. Uh, We're certainly, yeah, most of our counties here, specifically Independence County, Jackson County, Sharp, Stone, I mean, even down to to, to Lee County. But we're seeing it here in, you know, Craighead, Poinsett, Mississippi and Greene County. You know, we're our 
counties are darker, um, so to speak, in terms of number of cases compared to other counties in the state of Arkansas. So, so we are seeing more spread in this area. And it does go back to vaccination rates and hand hygiene and mask wearing and things like that. And, and again, it, it was no surprise that we would see an increase as it got as we got into the colder weather. The question was, how big of an increase would we see? What are we seeing on severity? Are we seeing many people hospitalized at this point? Because, again, you go back even you know a year ago for sure, hospitalizations were super high numbers for this for COVID. Uh, are we seeing that now, or does it seem like it's more manageable? So what typically happens, and you, we've talked about this as well, when cases go up, then you'll over a period of a few weeks, you'll see hospitalizations go up. And then a few weeks after that, you'll see your number of deaths go back up. We right now are in the middle of an increase in our hospitalizations. So our hospitalizations are going up across the state right now. They're trending in upward rate. Right now, our average is about 470 hospitalized uh, individuals um, uh, throughout the state right now. And that's up from 380 just, you know, the middle of November. But November 10th, we're about 380. And so now we're about 490, almost 500. So our hospitalizations are going up. They haven't really peaked yet, so they're still continuing to trend upward. We'll have to just watch and see. It would not be surprising to continue to see hospitalizations go up through the Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays. Again, as you have more cases, some of those cases are going to end up in hospitalizations and deaths. So it really seems like the key is get your vaccine, get your booster. Remember, it's still out there, and don't panic at this point. Even though it seems like a lot oh, of the media are trying to panic us, uh, don't panic. Just be aware. Yeah, that's absolutely right. This is, and it's not a time for panic. It's really not. It's still early on this whole Omicron thing. We're still watching it. Like I said, on paper, it's very concerning, but that doesn't always pan out in real life, which is why we have to wait to see the data. Some of the early data, like I mentioned, that we're seeing, it doesn't look to be too bad. Um, but if you really say, well, what can I do to protect myself? You hit the nail on the head. Make sure you're vaccinated. Make sure you got your booster. And just kind of some common sense things as you're out and about, you know, with friends and family this, this season. Uh, the Merck COVID treatment, the pill, it looks like the FDA was saying it looks like that's going to be a thing, right? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not I'm not as impressed as I initially was with the Merck pill. That's going to sound bad. <laughs> there was some, of the, you know, some of the initial data looked really good, and then all of a sudden the follow-up data, it's like, well, 30% efficacy or so. Now, oh, I wow. do think it's going to be one of those pills that for someone who is, you know, 65, 70, 75, 80, you know, you get COVID to really reduce your risk of hospitalization and death. Because those are still, that's still the group that really, that really gets hit hard with COVID are the older individuals. Not that younger and middle-aged people can't, because they absolutely do. But when you look at the proportion of people, it's still older people. I bet the Merck pill is more targeted toward individuals that are at higher risk. Gotcha. Now, um, Pfizer has a pill out, um, and I'll be curious to see more data on it. It looks really good. That Pfizer pill, actually, it seems to have a much higher efficacy, um, and uh, I think it's got a lower side effect profile, which would be good news. So there's still some more things kind of in the pipeline that are coming out. Um, I think it's good to have that. uh, You know, any tool we can have, you know, in our belt, so to speak, I think is good for being able to treat COVID. Um, And and it'll just be another another avenue that we can use. But um, I'll just say I'm, I'm not as impressed as I initially was with the Merck pill, but um, holding out for that Pfizer pill, it looks pretty good. There you go. The Dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. His name is Dr. Shane Spites, and he joins us this morning <laughs> on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. And again, when you see Shane throughout the day today, <laughs> if you need him, all you have to say is, where is Shane Spites? 
Okay. He's Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> have a good day. Man. Uh, thank you, guys. Y'all have a great week, and, and thank you for making me feel good today. There you go. Hey! <laughs> there you go. Hey! Right, we'll see you. Man. <laughs> Take care. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Michael Wewers from the Foundation of Arts. The I guess the last time we talked to you, Michael, the interim executive director. Are you still interim? Yes, sir. I'm interim until about, I think, January, February. They meet, they meet again to make it official. Oh, so they're going to judge you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, uh, a member, 12 men will, uh, and women will judge me. Yes, they will. So I'm assuming for the last couple of months you've been on your best behavior. Am I right? Yes, yes. I am trying to be very friendly to everybody. I mean, you know, you have to play the part. But, no, it's been really a natural, uh, natural transition. Everybody's so welcoming and everybody's been so supportive. Uh, couldn't ask to be in a better place. That's what I always hear about people who get involved with FOA is just that the community feel, the family feel that once you're kind of welcomed in, it's like all of a sudden you gain, you know, a couple hundred new family members. That's right. And uh, really the biggest, the hardest part is trying to remember everybody's names, you know, from all the people who come in and all their volunteers and just everybody that we meet and their kids, you know, and I'm finally getting some of them. And uh, I mean, just get closer and closer with them every day. Do you have any tricks to remember names? Because there's an episode of The Office where, where Michael Scott has ideas on how he's going to mm-hmm. remember things and he's looking at, like features on people, and that's how he remembers their names. Yeah, well, no, I, I need to, and I always try to, I mean, I know there's a couple of them, like you say it, and then you try to resemble something or somebody you know, and you kind of just kind of match it up. Yeah. And I always remember that after they leave, and I forgot their name. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, dang. <laughs> but anyway. I need to be better at that, too, because I can forget somebody's name, like, within five seconds. Me, too. Right. Yeah, I think I think we, uh, as humans, you know, we're always waiting to say the next thing or respond to the natural, the next the next thing that's fixing to happen. And so we, we just, a fast paced world. Hey, there's a lot of stuff going on with you guys at the foundation of arts. And, you know, it's like every month is busy with different things, but uh joy fest is kind of like the first thing that's right around the corner. And then there's going to be the Christmas concert, but let's tackle joy fest first. What's that look like? Yeah. So joy fest, we, we get, you know, that's the DTA. Uh, they put this together, you know, we, they have a Ferris wheel down there. And uh, they've got a bunch of things that you can take pictures in front of. And, I mean, they got the big tree, Ritter's trees down there that they're going to light up. Uh, but the FOA gets the, uh, the opportunity to start it all off. We will start it off at 4 o'clock. we got some entertainers from our, our uh, singing groups and theatrical groups there that are going to start the show off on the stage. So we're really excited about that and just to be a part of it. And I think it's going to be great weather, too. So it's going to be a great time for everybody to come downtown and uh, see. I mean, they really went all out. We've got a bunch of Christmas trees that the local businesses have decorated things from their uh, their business. will be down there. FOA has a tree that we we're, we can't wait to show off down there, too. So it should be a lot of fun for the whole family. It's going to be happening on Saturday, Joy Fest in downtown Jonesboro. And then it's like you turn around, and the very next day there's a big Christmas concert. That's right. So on Sunday at 4 o'clock, we have the Tarkentons Family Christmas. And if you don't know anything about the Tarkentons, you need to look them up. This family is beyond talented. I mean, everybody in the family can play something, a music, multiple instruments. They can sing. Uh, they, they dance. They entertain. It's quite a show. If you want to see a preview of it, you can go to uh, their page and uh, look up the Tarkentons on Facebook, and you'll see some of, some of their past Christmas concerts that they put on. And it is just amazing. It's from lights. To the whole the whole deal, uh, it's just truly wonderful. I mean, I mean, they play this this one lady, this one uh, 
member of their family plays a harp. I ain't talking about blues harp. I'm talking about the the one that's got five thousand strings on it. You know, oh, the fancy God. thing. I mean, right. it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's truly amazing. They're all talented: violin, pianist. They can do it all. So, is that going to be happening in your building on the fifth? Yes, sir. At four o'clock. And then tickets, I know, obviously, with stuff like that, uh, you know, you need to probably get tickets uh, in advance if you can. Can people do that today? Yes. Yes, they sure can. You can go to org and uh, just go to our purchasing there and buy your tickets, pick out your seat. Or you can always come by our box office or you can always call us down here at 935-2726. You know, so we're going through this holiday season. Every year, one of the biggest productions you guys put on is the Nutcracker Ballet. And I'm guessing that's right around the corner, too. Yes, that is December. That is the following weekend, or next weekend, I guess. And uh, we have it on the 10th, 11th, and 12th, or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we have it again the following weekend on the 17th, 18th, and 19th. You know, that's our, that's, that's a big deal. And uh, we expect a lot of people to come out. Uh, it's going to be a great show this year, too. We're really excited to have it back in mid-December, you know. And uh, we, I can't wait to see it. Again, FOAJonesboro.org <clears throat> has all of the information on the Jonesboro Foundation of Arts. And again, the programs, the outreach, uh, if your kid is looking for something to do to get plugged into, maybe they're not somebody who, who wants to play sports. Maybe they don't have an interest in that. Uh, but maybe there's something at the FOA that you guys offer. Maybe it's in the arts that can bring something out of your child that can make them have that self-confidence. And I think that's that's the thing that really at the end of the day, when you think about what FOA is there for, it's about personal growth and it's about growing in the community and it's about being on stage and learning about yourself and expressing yourself and taking those lessons and using those to your advantage for the rest of your life. And uh, I mean, you guys do such a great job with kind of growing people. That, that's right. That's right. You know, and Brandon, and Brandon, you are such a great spokesperson for us. And I appreciate all them words that you said, cause they are so on point uh, since I've been here. Uh, you know, we've been working on our numbers on enrollment, and we've seen our numbers growing. We're seeing new kids come through and, and, and join up, and we just see the, the smiles on their faces. And, and then we, then you get the return a couple of weeks later where you see the parents, and the parents are saying, hey, you know what, this is the best thing that's ever happened to my kid. You know, uh, we're so, so thankful for y'all. And then when we get those thank yous back, we realize, you know, what, well, we know what special work that we are doing. Yeah, and it's stage performances, it's ballet, it's dance. There's all kinds of different programs in the arts, and maybe you can find your home in the arts. Again, find out more at foajonesboro.org, all about the Foundation of Arts. And, Michael, if people just want to uh, to maybe swing by or they want their kid to come in and just, like, sample a class or two, is that something you guys do? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we have a we – have a, if you just want to just come in and we're, you know, we call it like a sit-in, you can sit in and just watch a class, preview a class. Yeah. And just kind of get to know us. And so, I mean, we can always come in and do that. Uh, we're going to welcome you in, and we're going to try to do whatever. We're going to find you a, a spot somewhere, even like you say, if it's from uh, theater class to a uh, vocal class to an art class to, to ballet, jazz, tap. I mean, we just, just whatever you will find a home for you here. So much to offer. FOAJonesboro.org. Don't forget Joy Fest on the 4th and the Tarkington Family Christmas Concert this coming Sunday. Michael, we appreciate your time, and we hope you have a great day, man. Thank you, Sue. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Angie Bounza from Habitat for Humanity. Angie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. good. Hey, go ahead and tell everybody how impressed you are by me already this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. Uh, 
I'm usually anxious when somebody has to pronounce my last name, but you nailed it. Boom. He's such a professional. Such a professional. <laughs> That's one of the things, Angie, about me is I'm such a professional. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know you are. <laughs> Why does she sound like she's being facetious, uh-huh. too? <laughs> I wasn't being. I know. And, I know you are. Been nice talking to you. Angie Abounza. <laughs> <laughs> No, so hey, we wanted to talk to you guys. We love supporting Habitat for Humanity and uh, the work that you all do in the community to give people uh, homes, people who might have fallen on some hard times. You believe everybody has the right uh, to be a homeowner. So real quickly before we get into Super Wednesday, uh, tell us what's so great about Habitat for Humanity in Northeast Arkansas. Well, here in Habitat, we work really hard to provide the opportunity to qualified low-income families to build and own their own home. Zero percent, zero interest rate mm-hmm. mortgage. And um, and we support affordable housing. We have two programs. We have homeownership program, which is what I was discussing. Uh, and we have the Approach with Kindness Home Repair Program, which is for existing homeowners to do uh, exterior home repair. Uh, and the affordable housing also has to do with home repairs because many of our, pro- uh, our applicants are elderly right. on fixed income and are unable to fix their homes. And many times they need that in order to still live in their home properties. Imagine somebody who's lived in a house for 30 or 40 years and all of a sudden, you know, obviously things need maintenance as time goes on. And the whole idea, Angie, about 0%, I don't know if people, when they get a mortgage, if they look at what that final payment looks like and and compare that to what they were, the asking price of the house was. But man, when you see how much that interest adds up in a mortgage, it's crazy the amount of extra money we have to pay. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, um, I mean, just by my person, I think it, uh, they were trying to decrease my interest rate since they're lower right now. Right. And they said, you'll save about $30,000. Right. And so just imagine that. Yeah. And it could be even more. It's crazy. So uh, if people want to apply, are you guys still taking applications at this point? At this point, our, our program is closed. Uh, we are in the process of completing uh, the building, the construction for 10 homes. Nice. Um, two of Bell Street and... Other eight of State Street, out of um, Philip Evans Parkway. Uh, this project has been going on for four years. We have um, we did infrastructure work. We built a pocket uh, community park, and it um, and the houses are in the process to be completed. So ten homeowners have been already selected. Awesome. They have been working really hard on going through all of the requirements and process uh, to move in. So we are hoping that by the end of January, um, they will be able to move in. So because of that, we are not accepting any applications. However, if you're interested uh, and you think you qualify, go to our website, jonesboroughabitat.com, to get qualification information and contact me in the spring. March or April, and find out where we are at with upcoming projects. So let's talk Super Wednesday, because I've heard about Super Sunday forever. This is an event where 
Uh, people get to go by and there's different soups that are provided by different area businesses and restaurants and chefs. And it's been a big fundraiser for the Habitat for Humanity, but obviously COVID is different and things are different. And you guys still want to have this event, but you want to make it safe. So we're introducing at this point Super Wednesday. Correct. This is our main fundraiser. It's going to be on Wednesday, December 22nd. It is a pickup event. So those interested could purchase tickets, Super Wednesday tickets, for a choice of three soups online, jonesboroughhabitat.com, and it would link you to our uh, order platform. Also, besides the soups, we also have silent auctions, uh, selling auction items you could bid on. Uh, him, uh, baked goods that you could purchase, um, and a raffle. Actually, we have two, um, two options of the raffle. We have a $250 cash and gift cards from all of the participating, from many of the very, uh, participating restaurants. Again, you can find out more about Super Wednesday if you go to jonesboroughhabitat.com. Uh, Angie, I'm a food person. I love food. Do we know who's going to be providing some of the soups? Oh, yes. We have um, some awesome restaurants that are donating their soups for this event, like Honey Baked Ham, Longhorn, Texas Roadhouse, Cheddar's finally opened their doors again. Yeah. Uh, the Parsonage. Uh, we have something different this year. We have Ichia Ramen, the ramen soup in downtown, uh, Holy Hands, and many more. Oh, wow. So a bunch of different soups out there. Yes. And again, tickets for uh, the event, if you want to buy tickets to get those soups, uh, I mean, they're they're really inexpensive. Yes, $15. It will buy you three soups. I mean, think about that. Think about Mm -hmm. what I pay just to go through uh, and get fast food sometimes right right now. That's a steal right there. And the money's going to help uh, build homes for people who uh, have fixed incomes, who need their homes fixed up. Again, Habitat for Humanity, and you can find out more at jonesboroughhabitat.com. But again, it's Super Wednesday on Wednesday, December 22nd at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. And Angie, we appreciate you taking time to talk to us this morning. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. All right, have a have great, great day. day. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. <laughs> well, there's no telling what's about to happen in this I'm room. nervous. We are joined this morning by, well, uh, the entire Bellotto family. <laughs> Not entire. Please, well, most of them. Please welcome in the head coach. Of the Red Wolves, the basketball program. Coach Mike Bellotto, welcome back. Everybody, good morning. How are you this morning? Hey, grab that one. I'm not sure what's happening with that mic. Can you hear me here? How, How are you, you doing better? this morning? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Oh. And uh, I'm a little nervous because I realize the, the boss has showed up with you. Yeah, I brought, I brought reinforcements. Um, we only got one car, so I had to bring her. Kind of, Excuse you know, me. <laughs> That's not very nice. Hi, guys. What did you, uh, you wanted to leave her at home? Yeah. Well, well, I couldn't because she has my keys. Uh, so I'm, I'm at her beck and call. Wait, she's driving you around. She's driving me around. Yeah, well, it was a little incident uh, last week about, a, you know, there's some deer that run around in Arkansas. Yeah. So Ar- the, the deer targeted my wife, targeted her. Oh, it was a targeting. Yeah, it was a targeting and, and it ran into the car. So oh. now we're, we're figuring this out. That's but, a mess. Yeah, right? but thank you for Woody Harrelson for his uh, insurance company. They're, ph- they're phenomenal. They got you worked out? They, yeah, they got me yeah, worked out. Yeah, he's amazing. So again, Coach Mike Bellotto, Alicia Bellotto joins us as well. And the wild thing about this is as many times as I've talked to you and as many times as I've talked to her, I don't think we've ever done this this whole like family on the yeah. radio thing together. I think there's like, uh, maybe it was like maybe a, a 
I don't know. I think it's a little scary, probably. Yes. So I think it might <laughs> I'm have been, terrified. There might have been some sort of like uh, you know this you know disclosure agreement where that couldn't happen. So, right. You know. So when I saw that it was about to happen, I started to panic. <laughs> yeah, you should have seen your face when you saw us both walk in. That was pretty oh, funny. Oh gosh, what's about to happen? Because I know what happens at Boots and Ballers. Mike and I host Boots and Ballers, oh, and yeah. every time we get something wrong, we look over and we see Alicia coming at us, <laughs> and we both start to duck. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this real piercing look, and I, my head starts to hurt. I, said, I think we, I think we just messed up. Yeah. So. I, but any, anyway, we'll, yes. we'll try to do the best we can today. Gotcha. Uh, Thanksgiving, I saw you guys did a huge Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was fun. We had uh, you know players came over, people that – I always feel bad for the ones that can't go home because uh, their families are far away. We played the next day, so we invited them to the house, and they got to eat a good meal. And then my entire Cuban family was here oh from Miami. That was, um, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, usually I take my whistle off. After practice, I yeah. didn't. I just walked in in my house with my whistle. <laughs> I need the coffee. Go <laughs> you know. And uh, but it was fun. It was great to have them here. You know, yeah. they had, uh, my sister and brother-in-law had never been here, oh so they gosh. came here for the first time. So Cubans come to Arkansas. I would assume. I would <laughs> that's ass- like a show. I would assume that's a heck of a story, right? <laughs> oh, listen. When she hit the deer, my dad and my mom were in the car with me. Oh no! And, and, behind, and they yeah, were in the car yeah, behind. Mine. Behind, I they saw, got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so. I see the deer run off, and I'm like, "Oh, she just hit a deer." And Hold my, on, the deer hit me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the deer hit. <laughs> see, can you correct it already? Right. And and my dad had the best reaction. He's like, "What do you mean a deer hit?" And I go, "Dad, there's deer in Arkansas. They don't put them in a fence or something." <laughs> he, he, he has he has no idea. I'm like, yeah, "No, Dad. They just run around. You know, they run around. Somebody has to do something about this." I go, "The deer sheriff? What do you want me, what do you want me to call the deer sheriff?" Well, no, it was even better when I was talking to the insurance agent. She said to me, did you did you get a police report? And I said, no, what am I going to sue the deer? <laughs> like, what are you why would do? I get it? You yeah. know, I mean, the deer is in my friend's flower bed right now. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, what that's, do you mean it's in the flower bed? Oh, yeah. So did, what? You, did you take out the deer completely? Well, yes. It, 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 it's done? Yeah, it's done. It's, yeah. He's gone. Jeremy oh. Thomas, who's the best guy, one of our best friends, he like called me and he's like, I got him. And I said, who? It's like a mafia hit. I go, who? Who? The deer. I found him. <laughs> what do you mean, who? He's <laughs> like, like it's a got? 10 pointer. People work their whole I got life his for head. this We're going to stuff him and put him in your house. And I was like, this is unbelievable. This is Arkansas. Arkansas. This it. is the only deer skull and horns we'll ever have in our house because we're not having hunters over here yeah. that is so crazy yeah it was uh in the, the whole way you know the next two days were the questions about the deer like does somebody get arrested or something i go that you can't arrest the deer it, it just it hit the car it's gone it got away with it it's over with so then i called him and said a buddy of ours found the deer and he was so happy you got him like it really matters like like he's, he's justice has been served you know like do you realize his impersonation of his father is my impersonation of him? I was just going to say that. <laughs> Together. And we should audition for some type of Italian or Cuban play at the FOA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like cartoons where you do like voiceover. Hey, hey, what happened to the deer? Yeah, so, it, so it was uh, it was an interesting week. But it all was good when we ended with a win. So that was fun. Yeah, so tell me about the team. Yeah. What, what are you thinking so far? You know, it, uh, this weekend was actually a very good um, test for us. I mean, Moorhead State was a tough game on Friday. We didn't play well. They're very good. I mean, a very good NCAA tournament team. They right. have four starters back. They won the OVC last year. They got experience. You know, they they were good. And, and we got – and our players will tell you, we got punched in the mouth a little bit. And it was a little bit of a reality check after right. winning at SEMO and a home game 
they felt themselves a little bit. So we kind of recalibrated Saturday morning, and we played wonderful on Sunday. So I'm excited for the next three games, and we're playing well. And practice was great yesterday, so we're excited. So sometimes as a coach, do you like to take that punch early in the season, get that punch in the face, and be like, hey, guys, we can't get overconfident? Yeah. Is that a good thing? Yeah, you, you know, you, you, you really never want to get punched, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And you would rather have it happen in November so you can always reference to it later on in the season. You never want that to happen in your league, you know, like conference schedule or in the conference tournament. You know, because then you're done. So yeah. this is always a good game to go back to and always reference to. And, uh, you know, it, I'd rather have it now than later. Yeah. No question. So as we look at your career at Arkansas State, is this year, is this year five? Year five. <clears throat> five years ago when we first talked to you. It was yep. about culture. It was about getting the right people. Yep. And we knew, I mean, with any with any time a team uh, coach comes in, there's going to be change. No and, question. And change has to happen. It's the vision of somebody new. And, right. And here we are at, at year five. Do you feel like this is the team that you were looking for early on? I, absolutely. It's, you know, there's every year is a building process because there's always things that you have to fix, right? I mean, but the things you can never want to have to fix repeatedly are character, mm-hmm. work ethic, you know, and then try to get a team that's talented to compete. We have all those three things. Right. It's just about keeping everybody in the right mindset. You know, there's 15 personalities you have to deal with every day. So there's always something. Um, they, they all go to school. I mean, I got four guys, three that are in engineering, you know, one that's in a master's in business, getting right. his MBA. These guys come in practice sometimes. They're worn out. And right. they're, they're, they're really serious with their studies. I mean, our guys – you know, not to say against any other schools or anything, but they're not just taking joke classes like Avery Phelps. We had to f- change practice schedule last year, Malcolm Farrington, because they had engineering lab wow. till four thirty, and then they're going to practice right at five o'clock. I mean, I can't imagine their mindset. You know what I mean? So it's dealing with that a little bit. Um, so there's always some, but this team, I'll tell you, I've never one time complained about effort. Never get in, you know, you don't get in trouble off the court. They they're all go to class. It's just right. about winning the game. And that's the fun thing about coaching this team, finally um, having a, a group that, that we can do that with. So we just got to get out there and prepare them well and do our job as coaches, and then they do their job as players. Coach Mike Bellotto joins us in the studio this morning. Alicia Bellotto is here as well, talking A-State men's basketball. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were talking before the season, before we had even seen anything of what this team was going to look like on the field. We had heard of, or on the court, yeah. we had heard about uh, some of the practice. There were names that were exciting to a lot of people, yeah, especially yeah. some local people. Sure, uh, it just felt like the buzz was there, and people were thinking this is the year for A State men's basketball. Yeah, the, you know, North Shadow Mir. We'll start with him. Obviously, the preseason and some belt player of the year coming back. Only a freshman got his freshman year back. Had a phenomenal year last year. First Nicaraguan to ever sign a Division One scholarship. I That's mean, awesome. he's such a humble, great young man. He's going to be a great player. And then you add, you know, then you have Marquis Eaton, who decided to come back for his fifth year. That's not normal. You don't see that a lot. A lot of guys just left, and uh, he decided to come back. And uh, then you add Desi Seals, who is his backcourt teammate at uh, Jonesboro. So right. there's a lot of things that we were doing away from just bat. Now they're all talented, right? But it's just um, the stories are pretty cool. You know, you had this kid, international kid, first guy in his country to sign a scholarship. You had the backcourt mates reuniting after five years to win it, you know, hopefully win a Sunbelt championship. Right. So the buzz was there. It's just continuing to get those guys to play at the right level. And I think one of the things that, that we're looking for in all sports and really across the country is just to get people active and to get them 
off of phones and computers and yeah. to get them into arenas. And, and that's what we're looking for as we head into this weekend. Absolutely. Please, community, come out and support. Like, you know, people said to me when I got here, well, are you going to recruit local guys? And I promised them I would. I right. said, if they're good enough to play, I'm not going to recruit guys just to recruit them because it ends up hurting you later. Right. So I said, they got to be good enough. You got Avery Feltz from Brono. You got Desi Seals and Marquis Seaton from Jonesboro. We all, they all have connections to the community. We got the preseason player of the year. Um, you know, I don't know what other reason you would want not to come out to watch these guys play. And then every single one of these young men, I guarantee you, if you run into them, there can't be one person in this community that says, oh, he's a jerk or he's, right. you know, disrespectful. It doesn't happen. That's not what these guys are all about. So at least for that, even if you're not a basketball fan, at least come out and support them because they, they represent this community and the school really well. No, and I've seen, the, I've seen this stuff online. I've seen the clips. And you're like, there's tons of energy and it's moving oh, fast yeah. and they're flying all over the place. Yeah. And I think, you know, for my son, who, who's never played basketball, right. but he loves the, the visual of the sport, yeah. for him to get to go and watch that in person, uh, even this coming weekend, it's something that's very exciting. People say all the time, what can we do? What is there to yeah, do in on. Northeast Arkansas? Come we got on. something. Yeah, four, look, 4 p.m. on Saturday, right? You, you, if you go to church in the morning, that's great. If you have, I know kids now, people that have kids, it's all about basketball and all the volleyball and all that. That's fine, too. But at four, we did it at 4 for a reason. We didn't do it at 7 because we thought it would be too late and sure. we don't want to ruin a, a, a family dinner. And then in the middle of the afternoon, you can get out of there. You'll be out of there, I promise you, by 6 o'clock, especially the fast, as fast as we play. Come on, the now. referee turned around and <laughs> looked at me and said, this is the fastest game I've refed in a while. Yeah, you know, great. Because we, just, we don't foul a lot. We were early, but the, the game goes up and down. Right. So you'll be out in two hours, and you can go to dinner and get, get home in a reasonable time. and. Um, just come and support us. That's the biggest thing. So it's Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas, 4 p.m. Saturday the 4th. Yep. All right. First National Bank Arena tickets on sale. If you want to go grab those, astateredwolves.com slash tickets. Yep. And as always, it's Thank great you guys. to, to Kelly, hang out Brandon, you. appreciate you. It's great to see you guys. Great to see you Gonna as well. Going to get the deer. Let's get the deer <laughs> up in here. It's Coach Mike Bellato, Alicia Bellato on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, time for Wet Nose Wednesday. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. Doc, it sounds like you've already had a busy morning. We're hitting it hard this morning. So so am I right that you've already seen multiple dogs and it's only 830? I've seen three or four already, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> so your day starts early and people know if they're looking for the best uh, pet care in Northeast Arkansas. It is Vet Care right next door to us on Parker Road in Jonesboro. Find out more at vet-care.com. And also on Facebook, you can follow them, friend them, if you search Vet Care Jonesboro on Facebook. So, Doc, if we're going to do Wet Nose Wednesday today, what's uh, what's on the tip of your brain this morning? You know, this I'm, I'm on Harrisburg Road, my house is, so I hear a lot of sirens. You know, it's kind of a main artery, I guess, to and from um, the hospitals in the downtown area. So whether it's a police car or an ambulance or a fire engine, have you? And I'm sure a lot of people out there have dogs that howl when they're when they hear a siren. Oh yeah. And I don't know if I ever really thought why, but you know we know certain breeds are prone to that. Uh, the ones that probably top the list are uh, Siberian Huskies, Malamutes, uh, American Eskimo dogs, uh, Basset Basset hounds, Beagles, and uh, but, you know, 
why why have you ever thought why they why they howl at at a uh, at a siren well, yeah. and uh, if you have one that's prone you know they're set off almost every time they hear one mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll howl and you may not be able to hear the siren uh initially but eventually it gets close enough where you can hear it just because their hearing is so acute and they can hear it further distances but you know it's probably one reason is that it's probably an ingrained form of communication because you know dogs descended from wolves uh except for the chihuahua which descended from tasmanian devils but you know wolves <laughs> use that howling as a source of communication and um they use it to inform the rest of the pack or where they are or if they get separated you know, uh, they'll howl and, and, and the other wolves will howl back. Um, and it's also a way to maybe run off a, a, you know, a foreign invader that's getting close to the pack. So I think a lot of times the dogs are, you know, have that still in their DNA. And so they're tapping their inner wolf, uh, to, to do that. And, 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 you know, it, it, uh, kind of try to kind of mimic the sound, you know, they'll raise their head up and open their mouth and let out this high pitch howl. And, uh, I think another reason is they may be alerting us. You know, they they become our protectors, and they may think, you know, they hear a loud noise, and and they start howling just in our presence to let us know in case this, you know, this siren, whatever it is that they can't figure out, is putting us at danger, putting their their people at danger. So uh, they're just on alert all the time. And, um, you know, they uh, if they think it's a potential threat they're they're sending a signal that tells any intruders to stay away um and then i think a lot of times they're just stating their presence you know that they're there and they're they're on watch and then i think another reason they do is they may just be scared you know like a lot of dogs are scared of loud noises like fireworks or gunshots i think it startles some some dogs if they're more nervous and uh, you know they start howling until it fades away and uh, that may just be one way that, uh, you know, that they're exhibiting their their uh, fear fearfulness there. So, and, you know, some dogs ignore sirens completely, and it's just, you know, they just react in a different way, and uh, each each dog and puppy is different, and, you know, they cope with their, what their uh, sensory intake is with their, in, in different ways. And, you know, does it really hurt a dog's ear? Probably not. You know, they're not high-pitched enough. Um, to be that uncomfortable uh, unless they're very close to it and it persists for a long period of time. So if they're in the household or the yard and they hear a siren, you know, as fast as these vehicles go by, you know, they're not um, in a high, high enough decibel range to, uh, to to cause any damage to their to their ears. And, of course, some dogs that are deaf, they may not hear it at all. You know, they may be oblivious to it, and we see that a lot in our uh, older geriatric dogs. So. You know, it's kind of interesting to watch their behavior. We have a border, the Siberian Husky, that's here pretty frequently. Um, his name is Nanook, and he he doesn't even have to hear a, a siren. We can hear him howl. He just likes to howl, and I think he has uh, got a lot of wolf DNA in him because we know he's in the kennel because we can hear him even through the closed doors. So, uh, you know, it's, it's probably a normal behavior that uh, arises from you know, ancestral DNA and, um, you know, it's in some dogs, it's still pretty, pretty prevalent as a, as a behavioral issue. Yeah. I can tell you, uh, you know, we have three different dogs, the German shepherd, if he's in the backyard and a siren goes by, I mean, he mimics it almost perfectly. The two Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, they act like they don't even hear it at all. 
Right, right. And and that's the thing. I think we see this in our bigger dogs and especially some of the hound breeds that, you know, uh, coon hounds. I've heard coon hounds that have, uh, you know, howled like that. And, uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting to watch. I've got two small dogs and neither of them, they don't growl or howl or anything. They just kind of just act like, well, you know, whatever that is, it's going to go away in a minute. Yeah. And I have two smaller dogs and they don't care at all. Now, yeah. me, on the other hand. You start howling. I, I start howling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy, though, because I think about, you know, like I always figured when, when Ace was doing that, that it was something that was uncomfortable to him. But to think that maybe it was fear or trying to alert us, I think that's Aww. something I never thought about. So, Yeah, yeah. I think he's just alerting you that something's not normal here and, you know, just be aware. There you go. Always here to bring us great information. And if you need a new vet, if you're new to town and you need a vet, if you're looking for the best care, it is right next door to us on Parker Road in Jonesboro at Vet Care. You can find out more at vet-care.com. And on Facebook, it is Vet Care Jonesboro. This guy right here, he is the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. He is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program, Dr. Kevin Reed. We appreciate your time, man, and thanks for another Wet Nose Wednesday. Have an awesome day. All right, you too, man. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by M.G. Myring. M.G., what's up, man? Hi. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm I'm just great. I'm just great. So are we gonna are we gonna talk about the uh, the Delta Symphony here. Well, I mean, I think we get there. But first of all, I want to check and see how you've been because uh, you know it's weird. COVID has kind of thrown everything off, and you and I would kind of bump into each other from time to time at different events, and there just haven't been as many events. So I haven't had the chance to catch up with you and and see you in person in a couple of years. How you doing? I know, I know. It it's been you know it's been really weird because I'm usually very extroverted. And um, we've been invited out to different places. I'm like, mm, I'd kind of like to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Hey, uh, yeah. we bought a new house about, uh, I guess it was a little more than a year ago. You want to come over and, uh, and judge the decorating? I, I I would yeah and 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 uh, and then maybe make some changes. Uh, hey, <laughs> knowing, knowing you, knowing you. Oh. No, no, no. My wife, my yeah. wife is pretty good at it. My decorating, I think you would be like, okay, no, this doesn't work out. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of oh, the yeah, new place okay. we did. Now I've seen that. I haven't seen your wife, okay. so I can't speak yeah. on that. But, but re- you, yeah. <laughs> I remember we brought MG into the radio station at one point and said, "Hey, man, what would you do uh, to make this place look more hip?" And he said, destroy it. Oh. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but if I did, I apologize. That was really rude. <laughs> oh, you didn't say that. I know that's what was going through your mind. You were thinking, man, get Miley Cyrus on that wrecking ball and start this whole thing over. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, Hang on tight, Miley. Oh, <laughs> man. Anyway, hey, we still need help. So at some point, whenever you want to come and do some work, will you uh, come help us out? I, I will. I will. Just say the word. You bet. You bet. Do you do electrical work? <laughs> oh, yeah. We do it all. We do it all. We do uh, A to Z. You know, uh, years ago when I started my design business, I thought, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to do just this over here or just that over there. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of have a niche market. 
And I found out real quick that was a good way to go hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, so I had to get good at a little bit of everything, you know. What's the big trendy color right now? Uh, the big, the big trendy color right now, believe it or not, is a very, very soft pink. Really? Yes. Now, is that yes. an accent color or is that a wall color? That is an accent color. Okay. That is an accent color. Um, we're doing that. Um, well, now, I'm doing it in walls, but like maybe one wall or right. one you know area. Um, but it's, it's real big in cabinetry, like especially um, bathrooms. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I know. And, you know, and, it's, it's, uh, and I've been pairing it with uh, gold hardware, and it, it really looks sharp. Really, really looks sharp. You know, people are doing a lot of the white and the gray and everything. I get that. Yeah. Um, and, but a lot of people are getting a little tired of that. They're, they're wanting to bring some color back in to their, their environments. And, uh, and so that, that, and, you know, another one is uh, a, a really interesting uh, kind of a dark forest green. I'm starting to see a lot of mm. that, especially on the East Coast. And, um, and that's going to start trickling its way this way. I was going to say, we don't have to be behind the trends. We can be on the trends. Yeah, we can, we can. And you know, that's, what's the nice thing about social media and the net uh, into internet right now is that, you know, we can, we can adopt those changes to what, what we want to purchase and what we want to do immediately. And that's what's, that's what's so nice. If I want to see stuff, do you have stuff on your social? Uh, yeah, I post stuff on my social all the time. In fact, um, I'm getting ready to, I'm doing a, uh, a build out of a remodel down in Valley View and, um, I'm getting ready to post the second, uh, post of that. We're, we're in the framing stages right now, but I've completely, uh, rearranged, uh, a, a floor plan in this house That's cool. and, uh, yeah, making some more, you know, th- making the same space, different spaces now for the needs of the family. And um, so it's been an exciting project to do. One of the things I learned, Kelly, from MG early on was that your house and wherever you are, your office needs to represent you. Just because something's trendy worldwide or, or nationwide, mm-hmm. it has to say something about you and reflect your personality as well. So anyway, you can check, out, you can check out MG. How can they find that stuff on social media, MG? Uh, you can just friend me on Facebook uh, under my name, M.G. Meyering, M-E-Y-E-R-I-N-G. All right. And then you're a big part of the Delta Symphony Orchestra. And, uh, man, we're right around the corner from the big Christmas program, which, I mean, when you think about something happening in the Fowler Center, it's the Delta Symphony Orchestra. It's a Christmas program. I mean, that just sounds pretty when you hear about it. Yeah. You know, and the thing of it is um, that I want to stress, today is that the Delta Symphony really is for everyone. It's not just a particular type of music. Um, I mean, it's orchestral, yeah, but it's not, it's not a specific type of, you know, it's not like all Mozart and all uh, Tchaikovsky and all of that, you mm-hmm. know. It's, um, we do a lot of variety. We try to do a lot of variety. And, of course, the Christmas concert, I mean, Good grief. That's, that's for everybody. You know, whether, whether you like hip hop or country or rock and roll or, or, um, uh, more traditional type music, um, you know, the symphony is for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah, so I've been the, uh, I'm the new president of the Delta Symphony, and um, we have a board of about 17 people, right. and then we have an executive committee um, that gets into a lot of trouble. And <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. So, you know, one of the things that, that I've wanted to stress uh, taking over the board is um, I, I want to move us in a direction where we hit uh, every demographic right. in in the Northeast Arkansas area. So, you know, we've started doing that this year. You know, we put on um, the musical rendition of Ragtime, right. which we brought in uh, Broadway actors to help us with and, um, you know, did the, did the musical along with the uh, orchestra. And, um, I mean, it, 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 it was a big hit, big hit. And so looking forward to doing that kind of, thing again, maybe next year, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but just trying some new things, um, trying to not necessarily reinvent ourselves, but just expand our horizons a little bit. Um, from well, it's what so important. have been known to do the last 45 years, you know, it's so important so, for growth is to make sure you're still growing oh, young too. Yeah. And if it's not painful, it's not growth. Yeah. So Sunday, you know. December the 5th, this coming Sunday, the Riceland Hall and the Fowler yes. Center Christmas program. Yes. Uh, paint the picture, like what all is going to be a part of this Christmas program this weekend? Well, um, you know, we're going to have a lot of the uh, Santa will be there. And um, uh, we'll have a lot of the same uh, Christmas specials and uh, songs that we've had before. One thing that we're going to do um, this year is we're going to do Babes in Toyland and we're going to do Christmas at the Movies which we've never really done before. We'll do Miracle on 34th Street and Somewhere in My Memory and um, Believe and Polar Express, um, you know, things like that. Frozen. Ooh, okay. nice, yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're going to be doing a lot of different things this year than we have ever done before. You know, it's really, it's been really interesting with the pandemic. Um, you know, we, we had to... Really, and speaking of growth, oh my gosh, um, we had to really uh, figure out because we were a public um, uh, uh, nonprofit. You know, we were always in front of the public, um, and we were forced all of a sudden to shut down. So we had to figure out how can we still be viable to Northeast Arkansas. So in uh, the spring, we did a string ensemble. Uh, concert that was uh, presented on local television and our uh, DSO's uh, YouTube. And then um, we also had a string ensemble and FOA dancers, the the Foundation of Arts dancers, um, to present a free community performance at the Foundation of the Arts downtown. We also did, um, we featured uh, artists, Dr. Kristen Lederman and Daniel Gilbert, who did virtual concerts for us, Facebook Live and YouTube. So we, you know, we kind of pushed the the boundaries a little bit there, and you know, we were like, okay, what can we do? You know, we can't do a live performance. What can we do? Right. Um, so, you know, and it's really funny. This will your your animal lovers will love this. So this morning. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking a little bit about this interview and stuff. And, and I, I, I my cat, Chloe sleeps on her bed and, um, uh, <laughs> she is, she's pruning herself and she's making herself, you know, really pretty for, uh, you know, for Wednesday morning and right. all this for the and radio show, MG for the radio show. What's that? The cat was oh, getting yeah, ready right, for the radio. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she does that anyway, but you know, she's like on the edge of the bed. 
and she literally falls off the bed and does a backflip. Nice. And <laughs> sounds like Kelly most nights. <laughs> okay. And so I'm looking over the bed, and she's looking at me like you pushed me off, and I'm like, no, didn't do that, girl. So <laughs> she gets back up there. But I was thinking, you know, that's kind of like where we've been with this pandemic. Um, we've been sitting on the edge, figuring out what are we going to do? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to make this work for, um, during COVID-19 and how do we get into the middle of the bed? So we're safe. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. But here's the great thing though, is this deal this weekend, when you think about the Christmas program and the holidays and it, man, it feels like everybody wants to be back together. This really is a great glimpse at the holiday season coming up and it all happens this coming Sunday, 2 o'clock, Riceland Hall in the Fowler Center, the Christmas program with the Delta Symphony Orchestra. MG, I know people need to get tickets, and they're going to probably want to get them quickly, but uh, how can yes, they do that? Yes. Let me give you a phone number. It is uh, 761-8254. Now, if you're like me and you you know get dyslexic and you're like, was that 4296? You know, what was right. that? Um, you can go to Delta Symphony Orchestra, all spelled out, dot org. Right. That's our website. And then just click on the, there's a little Christmas icon that will come up on the homepage. Just click on that, and it'll give you some uh, brief uh, information about the concert. You can call that number. That number will be on that page. And then you can also go to Eventbrite and buy your tickets there. So we, we've made it really easy for you to um to, to get information and to get tickets. So, and we've got a great season coming up the, the rest of the season. We've got uh, a gentleman coming in um, in February for our uh, uh, concert, and he puts uh, symphonic music to hip-hop. So that ought to be Ooh, really nice. fun. So again, deltasymphonyorchestra.org to find out more. And M.G. Myring joins us this morning on the K-Fun Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. M.G., great talking to you, and we'll see you soon, man. Great. And you know what? Let me just say one more thing. We've also got, we're going to pair up with the Salvation Army this year, and they're going to, they're going to be having their angel tree at the, uh, at the, uh, the concert. Yep. And so if people want to uh, join in that, they need to bring a gift, a new gift, and it needs to be unwrapped so the Salvation Army knows, you know, if it goes to a boy or a girl. Okay? There you go. M.G. Myring this morning on the K-Fine Breakfast Club. We'll talk to you later, man. Brandon, good to see you. Bye-bye. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So today on the podcast, you'll hear all about the Omicron variant and uh, what we should be thinking about that. Dr. Shane Spites joined us this morning, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Also, Coach Mike Bellato and Alicia Bellato. Hey, hey, it's me, my wife in the theater. She's not very good at the driving. Hang on. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, you were close. He admitted that my impersonation was a good impersonation. Yeah, So he Coach Bellato on the show today as well, talking A-State men's basketball. It's the podcast. It's the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? Christmas in Rockefeller Center on NBC tonight. The Masked Singer, uh, the world's funniest animals Christmas on tonight. The 16th season premiere of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Kelly Clarkson presents When Christmas Comes Around on NBC and also Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas on Roku. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.